I just want to say what a privilege it is to be with Capital Community Youth. What a tremendous um, youth group we have. Yeah, that's okay. That's fired. Boop, boop, boop. Um, <clears throat> and I, it's funny. I just, I don't know. I've never, I don't think I've ever preached in youth service, not in 20 and a half years. I came into youth service once about 16 years ago just to address a few questions that some people had and some, you know, uh, th that's about as close as I got to this pulpit in this capacity. So it may be special for you, but it, it probably is more special for me tonight to be able to greet you. And I just want to go on record as saying that we feel on behalf of our staff and our pastors that we have the greatest group of young people of any church, anywhere, and we are so privileged to have you as a part of our church, Capital Community Youth. Give yourselves a hand. And, you know, I, I know that we've got, uh, we've got Remnant Conference coming up, and I saw the video clip of Brother Gallo. I sent him a text and said, so glad you're coming. I was, I was wondering, though, where was my promo video clip? I was looking for that. Because I could have talked about my gray hair instead of no hair. How many saw Drew Galloway's promo clip? Hands way up, all the way up. I'm half blind up here. I can't see very well. Um, wasn't that awesome? Just a reminder of, yeah, just a reminder of what's gone on in the past. But I believe that God has the greatest weekend that we are going to ever experience as a church family is coming up for that weekend. I have great confidence in the leadership that we've had in our youth in the past. And in the present, so very thankful for Pastor Alex and Alana. I don't know if she's in or if she is. Sometimes she has to take the exit with Sam. And uh, we are so thankful for their leadership and their heart for all of you. I'm thankful for some of the older youth bracket that are with us because you come and help influence and impact the younger generation. You know, the Bible tells us uh, in one scripture, it speaks about he that goeth forth bearing precious seed and what happens in moments like these Wednesday nights where we pack a service in the middle of a busy week, there's school going on and there's activities, there's a snowstorm coming, we're just getting over one going into the next, and, and we've got all this stuff going on, but we'll take time to join together in this moment, and when we do, something happens that maybe we can't even identify initially, and, and we may not even realize it in the moment, but what is happening is God is depositing seed into lives. And when we leave this place and when we go into our prospective places of education or employment or future, the Bible tells us that we don't go empty-handed, but he that goeth forth bearing precious seed. That there's precious seed that God deposits in our life. And, and we may feel like we leave a youth service and, and it's just kind of a, a routine, but what God has been doing is he is depositing seed in that personal repository in your life and and eventually you're going to have the opportunity an opportunity is going to surface and you're going to kind of reach for what is inside and you're going to find there's something there there's something there that God deposited on Wednesday night back in January of you know 2020 there's something there that God deposited in your spirit and in February of 2021 through COVID who knows but somewhere along the way God is making these deposits in your spirit and when we leave a place like this, we may say, well, yeah, it was, that was good. I'm so glad, you know, that I went. I know that's the right thing to do. But you're going to get to a season in your life when something 
confronts you and you're going to get to a season in your life where there's a challenge and there's going to be a season in your life when when you don't know where to turn you you can't turn to anybody else and you're going to turn and you're going to take a moment and look inward and God is going to have placed something in your spirit that you're going to be able to draw from and and when you draw from that repository God is going to allow you to become the person that he has called you to be but it happens in just little moments like this all along the way aren't you grateful for people that God places in your life that are willing to make that investment and I'm so thankful for Alex and Alana I'm so thankful for Pastor Matt and Trish and we'll go all the way back thanks for Pastor Justin and and uh, Pastor Rick just tremendous history that we have here at Capital Community Church and so I'm just joining my voice with all of theirs to encourage you along the way, along the way. And I know that we've already prayed. We won't pray again, but if you would just trust that we've spent some time in prayer about this service, and I'm asking that God would place his hand on our lives in the next few moments. Um, I have a question. <clears throat> what, what is it that helps you identify that somebody's rich? Money. Got it? Okay. Money. But, you know, they may not have five cents. We're a cashless society. They may not have five cents in their pocket right now, but what are some indicators that, that you know, that, that, guy's, that guy's got some, he's got something behind what he's, anybody know what identifies you as being a little bit rich? Oh, the car. Okay, we'll take the nice house. Nice shoes. Some's, some's. <laughs> the McDonald's have it down. They've got it figured out. Nice hair. Okay. What, what, what is nice hair? What about silver hair? Little, what? <laughs> okay, your vehicle, like, you know. Hmm? Tesla. A Bugatti. Lamborghini, Lambo. What? <laughs> okay, what, what, what else? I, I hear all the guys talking. Ladies, what is it? Clothes. Clothes. Hmm? Fancy outfits. Nice kicks. Nice boots. From Florida. Hmm? Chains. <laughs> Gavin. So we've got all these indicators that tell us that, you know, in, in my experience, I'm just telling you, as, as, at 51 years of age, some of the wealthiest people that I met don't look anything like that at all. For real. I, I'm sorry to put the downer on. <laughs> that got quiet real quick. That got quiet real quick. Some, some of the people that, that have become the wealthiest are the people that just kind of plod along. They're people that kind of, that just, they, they make the right moves at the right time. They buy property when it's cheap, and then before long, it just kind of turns into something that's great. Oh, we, we all have the identifier. We, you know, some, so I've learned along the way, maybe not to, to judge a book by its cover a little bit. I've learned along the way that, that there are people that front a lot. They've kind of, they've got the image and the, the actions all down pat, but they may be the poorest one amongst us. They may have all the right stuff, but the credit cards are maxed and the collectors are calling. They ain't rich at all. They just learn how to front. 
And uh, <clears throat> so sometimes we got to be careful that that uh, that wealth doesn't overtake us. You know, I've, I haven't. I've I've run into a few people that have been possessed by devils, but I've run into a whole lot of people that have been possessed by possessions. And uh, I I, I want to talk for a little bit tonight about the rich young ruler, the rich young ruler, and. And I wrote this down, and I asked the guys just to verify that I didn't write this. I don't, even have, I don't have a pen with me. But I, I said tonight that I would like for the third row from the front, the fifth chair in from the center, those people. Um, and I think that's Marcus and Samantha. Is this five? One, two, three, four. Oh, you guys are going to have... I, you were too, I think? I don't know. You'll have to fight it out. So just, hey, great job singing, everybody, by the way. Great job singing. Great job, team. You know, sometimes the reality, the reality is for all of us in the room tonight, we're all rich. Every single one of us here in this room, if we have a place to pillow our head tonight, if we got here in somebody's vehicle, maybe not even our own, if we have a bed to sleep in, if we've got a, a family that we call uh, our, our family, if we've got a place that we call home, that, that we are incredibly blessed. We are rich. You may say, I'm a suffering student. You're still rich. You, you may say, I, I don't have a job yet. I'm, I'm still living off everything that that my parents give me, you're, you're rich. Um, I remember being in Pakistan on a mission trip and, and walking through the market, and then at the end of that market, there was a place where people lived, and there was literally a small cubicle, a small cubicle, not even a full eight foot high. And when we were passing by, I asked Sister Shalm, I said, Sister Shalm, what is that? There was a mattress in there, and there was a, 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 you know, a, a mom and a dad and, and three, three little faces all peering out at the crazy white people walking by, and um, she said, that's, that's where they live. That's, that's their apartment. They'll, they'll eat food from the street vendors, but that's, where, that's what they call home. That was, that was where they lived. They lived in a little cubicle, and, and so we all in this room tonight, we're, we're all rich. Everyone say we're rich. I didn't, I'm not bringing that to you to condemn you or, or to, to, you know, but, but the reality is, is that we all, we all have wealth that much of the world does not have. And in Scripture, the, the Bible tells us that there was a man that came to Jesus. And they call him a rich young ruler. He was rich. And <clears throat> he came to Jesus and he wanted to know about eternal life. He wanted to know about how to gain eternal life. And, <clears throat> and of course, Jesus begins to talk to him and he begins to give him the Ten Commandments. And he said, you know, Master, I've, I've learned these from my youth up. I've, I've I've identified the commandments. I've, I've learned what they were. I've memorized them. I've committed them to my memory. And I've done my very best, my level best, to, to live according to the commandments. And so we, we understand that there was this young man. And he, he, he had to be sharp. Like the Bible in the Greek language indicates that his age maybe somewhere in the low 20s. That, that he had crossed that threshold into the 20s. But for the most part, he was, he was young. For what he had accomplished in his life, for who he had become, because of the rapport that he had with people, he, he was the rich, young ruler. 
And when you think about it, so often our society, those are the three things that we look for. We want influence. We want to have the opportunity to impact our social structure and our social environment. We want to have the opportunity to impact our peers and, and our environment. We want, to have the, we, we want to have money. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. I got you all shamed for a moment. There, there isn't anything wrong with wanting to accomplish. There isn't anything wrong with, with putting your pennies away so you can, you can get something that you want. There isn't anything wrong with that. And, and this young man had done that. Somewhere along the line, he, he, he accomplished the three things that people look for the most in their life. Rich, young, now, and ruler. We, we see, you know, just to accomplish wealth is one thing. That you know, rich dad, poor dad. We've got books that we read. We, the wealthy barber, we, we talk, you know, we, we've got podcasts that we listen to to learn about how to manage our money. Dave Ramsey, we've, we've got all these things because, because we don't want to be dumb with our money. We, we want to be good stewards with what God, God gave to us. As a matter of fact, God gave us the indicator in the word that the person that took the money, the talent that he gave him, and he multiplied it, and he grew it into something great. He was given accolades. He was applauded because of what he'd done. So there isn't anything wrong with us taking what God has placed in our hand and multiplying it and growing it and accomplishing something with it. That, that's a great accomplishment to become rich. But it wasn't just that this, this guy had become rich. He, he, he had influence. He had become a ruler. And his, you know, I don't know what he did to become a ruler. I don't know if he just kind of learned all the right questions to ask to the right people. But it wasn't just the questions he asked. He must have been, been able to figure out how to give him some good answers. Somewhere along the line, his ability to articulate his responses and his emotional intelligence and his ability to kind of read a situation or read people. And, and he could tell that when he walked into a conversation, if everyone was kind of quiet, he'd be like, hey, what's going on? Right? <laughs> right? Now I see some people slapping. People say, that's what you do. No. You know, they... Somewhere along the line, he got this emotional intelligence that when he, he came into a conversation, he was able to read the room. He, he was able to identify, okay, this is, everyone's having a pretty good time, let's have a good time. Uh, you know, everybody's pretty sober, something serious must have happened. And as he, he was able to build rapport with people, all of a sudden people began to trust him with things. People began to entrust him with opportunity. People began to entrust him with their possessions. People began to give him the opportunity to lead people, the greatest asset. They, they were given the opportunity to invest in others, and he became not just a ruler over things, but a ruler over people. So as a young man, people trusted him with people. That's one of the greatest trusts that you can be given, by the way. The opportunity to become a ruler, so he was rich and he was a ruler. But then, the, the, the one thing that kind of sticks out, and it's the indicator for us that, we're, that the reason I'm talking to you tonight is because he was young. And the Bible places a responsibility on young people. We've got a responsibility to grow. We've got a responsibility to learn. We've got a responsibility that we engage in life and and accomplishments, and, and for all of you tonight, I, I've just come to kind of talk to you a little bit about the responsibility that you have as a young person. I, I, Paul said, I write unto you, young men, because you are strong. So there is something wonderful about our church. We have um, lots of gray-haired, 
folks, some people that have experience of years, and they bring stability to the church. We have people that are in that mid-age and middle-age and and people that have <clears throat> kind of moved in through different stages of life and they have some experience, and that makes us an experienced church. But you guys bring the strength. You bring the ability for our church to become strong. And we all have a responsibility to play. We all have a responsibility that we're given. And, and, and God has given us this opportunity today that we have the opportunity for wealth. We're, in the, we're some of the richest people in the world right here. Just tap your neighbor. Tell them you're rich. You're rich. Yeah. Some of you are laughing. I ain't rich. I'm not rich. But be just, just the same way, just the same way that Sam sat in the right seat. I didn't pick the seat because she sat there. I picked it before I even knew anyone was going to be in the room. I wrote it down on a post-it this afternoon. And then I said, I'm going to pick that chair. I'm going to bless that person just simply because they landed in that chair. You know, we have that kind of blessing just because we landed in this part of the world. We were born in New Brunswick or Ontario or Nova Scotia or PEI or wherever you came from and wherever you're heading off to. You have this privilege because God has blessed you with wealth, but it comes with responsibility. It comes with responsibility, and, and he's blessed you with youth in this season. I, I don't believe that God is only going to use the upper half age group of our church. I believe that God, in this end time revival, and I've had this passion in my spirit, God is going to use our youth to accomplish something powerful in our city and in our world. We're not limiting to limiting to it to... Marysville. We're not going to limit it to this region. God is going to use you to impact our world. Our world. Because God has placed that responsibility on your lives. And out of 7 billion people in the world, 8 billion people in the world, God has blessed you with truth. So God has placed something in your spirit and God has placed something in your mind. You have an understanding and a knowledge about truth. So you have revelation and you have understanding. And you've got this, uh, this spirit on the inside. Truth and the spirit working in conjunction is powerful. And God has placed that in your life. But it comes with responsibility. We, how many know the, the end of the story with the rich young ruler? The Bible says that in that question that he asked Jesus, he said, what is it that I've got to do to inherit eternal life? And, and you know, that's still a question that every generation asks, but especially the youth. What have I got to do? What have I got to do to get everything in order? What have I got to do to get my life kind of in, on track, going to the next level? What are the steps that I've got to take? And, and this rich young ruler with this rabbi, this teacher that could teach like no one else before, he came to me and said, what have I got to do? He said, well, keep the commandments from your youth up. He said, I've, I've done all that. But then Jesus, <clears throat> you know, and I, I, we're, we're calling it the rich young rulers. Uh, that's not a spelling error, by the way. It's not rich young ruler because there is something that God places as far as responsibility in our lives because with all the blessing that God has given to us, he demands and he requires that we rule everything in our lives. It was the one thing that he knew, that Jesus knew, that the rich young ruler was unwilling to give up. He wasn't just asking what his minimum requirement was, but... He wasn't sure he wanted the answer that Jesus gave him. We know that he didn't. And if he could have just have seen past the moment, 
Because when Jesus said, here's what you've got to do. You want to know what you've got to do? Here's what you've got to do. Sell everything that you have and give it to the poor. You see, Jesus wanted him with all of the blessing. Everyone say, I'm blessed. Everyone say, I'm blessed. With everything that, that God had given to him, he was wanting him to bless someone else with it. And the stop gap, what, what arrested the advance for the rich young ruler, all of the accomplishment, all, all of the accolades, every time that he would walk through the city gate, everybody would know who he was because he was the guy at his age that had become wealthy. He was the guy at his age had all this influence. He was the guy that became a ruler at his age. At his age. And he was the one that's, that had stepped apart from the crowd and he was the one that had Sure, he had worked hard and, and done great things of, to make accomplishments, but, but the one thing that he couldn't give up was the one thing that Jesus required of him. Can I just remind us that we've all got one thing? Everybody got something. Everybody got something to deal with. Everybody got something that you've got to put on the table. Everybody has something that, that you just rather not talk about right now, think about right now, but everybody has something that they're dealing with. It may be a spirit. It may, you know, your spirit I'm talking about, just a bad spirit. Maybe it's, it's just something that, you know, you all know what the something is that's in your life. And Jesus comes to us when we have it almost all together. When we have the world looking, wishing that we could become, they could become like us. God knows that there's one thing that we're still holding out on. God knows that there's just one thing that we haven't yielded yet. God knows that there's one thing that, that he, he will not let us go until we give that thing up. And, and that was what it was. The rich young ruler thought it was the thing that, that God was going to take from him. But really, it was the one thing that was going to open the door of opportunity. Because the rich young ruler could have become even greater. He could have become an individual in history that transformed his season and his time. He, he could have been the one that, that when he sold it all, he realized that God owned the cattle on a thousand hills. And, and he couldn't outgive God that the more that he opened the conduit up, that God just kind of replenished whatever he was willing to give. He could have been that guy, but instead the Bible says that he went away sorrowful. She went away sad. She went away because she was unwilling. She went, he went away. She went away. They, they went away because that's what happens when we refuse to give up the one thing that God knows we've got to give up. We've all got something that God requires of us. It wasn't, it wasn't to shame him. It was to create an opportunity. Jesus was identifying the one thing that could become the opportunity of greatness. And what a tragedy that he walks away sorrowful. What a tragedy that he walks away. And I just came to challenge, and I'm, I'm finishing. We can come back to the music. Um, I, I, I just came with the challenge tonight to challenge someone to give up the one thing. The one thing. The one thing. And, you know, we've been so blessed because much of this has come our way. How many have grown up in the church? How many... Yeah. How many, how many can say that, you know, that, that CCC's been my home for more than five years? Or I know we've got students here from out of town. That's fine. 13, yeah. Life, lifetime. Lifer. Lifer. Just by no 
by no effort of yours, God has just kind of allowed you to, to be a part of this. By no effort of mine. I, I grew up in the church. I grew up knowing what it was like to hear my parents pray. I never, you know, I, I never saw my, my parents consume alcohol. I never saw my, my parents consume drugs. I, that was not a part of the history that I have. I didn't have to overcome those hurdles. I didn't have to have that challenge in my life. That wasn't an issue that I had to deal with because I grew up, I was just blessed. I, I was blessed with wealth that I couldn't see or identify. I, I was just blessed. I'm just blessed. I'm blessed with the opportunity that, yes, it's been work, and yes, it's, but the rich young ruler could point at all those things too. He could say, I work for this. I earned this. It's, I have a right to this. And that's where Jesus short circuits because he is the one that gives it all to us. And so in the midst of all of that understanding, God still requires everything because when you are willing to, you don't get anything else tonight get this when you are willing to give everything then you have the right to impact everyone God opens the door because he can trust you with anything when you give up everything he can trust you with anyone when you give up everything he realizes this person isn't willing to hold on to their pride they're not willing to hold on to their past they're they're willing to become the person that I'm calling them to be but we've got to be willing to give up everything And as we move into this season where God is going to open doors of opportunity, you know, Jesus told him, he said, sell everything you have, give it to the poor. He said, take up my cross and follow me. And it's those four challenges that still rest in our lives. Someone say, sell it all. Give it away. Take up the cross and follow him. That is the challenge that still exists. And you can say, well, that's for when I'm married or that's for when I'm older. No, it's it's to the young. It's to the youth. So youth of capital community, I challenge you tonight. What is the one thing that God is challenging you to give up? What's the one thing that you're still holding on to? And and what is the one thing that you've kind of embraced? And you say, I, I, I gave 99. He's the God that, that goes after the one lost sheep. But can I let you know tonight that he's the God that goes after the one thing you refuse to let go of? He's the God that comes asking for that one thing. He sees all of the 99 that you've already given. But he says, you know what? Let, let's, let, let's, let's talk about the one thing that you haven't given up yet. Let's talk about the one thing that you haven't relinquished. Let's, let's talk about your future. Let's, let's talk about what you have yet holding tightly in your hands. Let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about that. And let's be willing because when we release it into God's hands, then we become the rulers of the thing that God has placed in our life. If we are willing to give everything, then we become the rulers over what God has placed in our lives. We become not just rulers over people, but we, we become the rulers over ourselves. And God can use people that know how to give up themselves. Could you stand together with me? I'm finished. You see, it's the blessings that God placed in our life that we didn't deserve. That we have that we, we sense it tonight. I feel in the Holy Ghost. I feel that little challenge. We sense the responsibility. What am I going to do with what God has given me? And so then I challenge the people that I gave 20 bucks to. 
what are you going to do with what I put in your hand? You know, because you already made plans. As soon as that landed in your pocket, you're like, oh, I know what I'm going to do with that. <laughs> Sam's like, I know what that, I know where that, I already got that earmarked. I know her that well. I didn't know she was going to get it. But here's, here's the question tonight. Is, is there something, could I challenge you to do something beyond yourself with it? Could I challenge you to, could I challenge, your brother's saying you can give it to me, right? <laughs> but see, that's the challenge, is that with what God, we begin to say, it's mine. <laughs> if I, Marcus, why? Jack, Jackson, where were you? Jackson, that 20 bucks was yours. You were seat number five. Third row, fifth seat in. You would have been, ah. Someone say, ah. No, like say it like you missed it. Like, yes. Thank you, Lily. But that's the challenge. See, it's the same. It's the same in the supernatural. God, you guys have so much, but we've got to share it with a world that needs it challenge you tonight give give up the one thing and watch what God does we're not going to become the people that walk away sorrowful wishing that he hadn't asked that from us we are going to be a people that say we're going to give him everything